Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom. Freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Welcome back to Abiding Free. Shannon here. And today I want to talk about something that has been on my mind for a while now. And that is the absolute necessity of our commitment as the church to absolute truth. In other words, a complete and unchanging truth. And I got to tell you, and I'm sure all of you know this, that as time goes on, that fact right there, that conviction is going to get less and less popular. Right now, the world around us is telling us that we get to define right and wrong. But we know the truth, and the truth is that God defines right and wrong, and that He has chosen to share that truth with us in the Bible that is the inspired Word of God. Uh, So in today's episode, I would just love to start the conversation about a movement that has been happening for a while now that is very subtly sometimes, sometimes in your face, but basically it's opposed to the truth that I just stated. And it's infiltrating many people's mindsets that claim the name of Christ. It's called progressive Christianity. Um, It's a worldview that all of us, if you haven't already, are going to be personally exposed to. I mean, it's crazy. I'm personally seeing lots of just amazing people, people that I love, people who claim the name of Christ, slowly moving towards this progressive mindset. Sometimes I feel like it's even subconscious and it's just breaking my heart because it's a slippery slope. And so, gosh, I would just love to encourage each other uh, to be like Jesus said in Matthew, just to be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. He told the disciples that as they were going out into the world. And, And that's really the purpose for starting this convo about the progressive Christian movement, just to shine a light to the subtle lies that could potentially threaten our ability as the church to abide in Christ and truly walk in freedom. 
I, I mean, I love, we love at Abiding Free, we love this passage in John 8, that it is the truth that will set us free. All right, so so what is this progressive movement? Okay, so at the root, progressive Christianity is the idea that Christianity itself, that our faith itself is progressive, can change. Characteristically, there are three things that I think for this first convo will be good to highlight about this progressive movement. Um, And I think it's helpful to kind of just educate ourselves and start this dialogue. Okay, so the first one is, again, sometimes without saying so directly, progressive Christians diminish the authority or primary role of scripture, approaching it more as the writers of the Bible were interpreting what God said the best they could, but it wasn't actually God speaking. It's not really the inspired word of God. Elisa Childers has a great um, uh, article and a podcast on this. It's actually in our notes. So I would definitely recommend that. Uh, You know, my first interaction that I can remember with somebody who had a very, very clear progressive Christian mindset was a professor that I had back in college. And I was studying philosophy. And oh my goodness, I still remember just sitting in the at the desk and hearing him say this. Uh, there was another student who rose his hand to defend um, a theological and philosophical viewpoint that he had. And in his kind of defense, he used a passage that Paul had written in the New Testament. And the professor got visibly upset and says, I swear, if I hear one more student use a passage from Paul, that and he continued to, to rant. I mean, wow. The first time I heard that, it was it was kind of shocking to me coming from uh, I was at a Christian university. I mean, this professor clearly did not believe Paul's writings were inspired by the God of the universe. I mean, he wouldn't have obviously spoken so negatively if if he did. Um, progressive thinking really has an approach to scripture that is open kind of to redefining or reinterpreting, picking and choosing what parts of scripture are authoritative, if any, to be honest. And um, really our feelings or desires about what we think should be okay and what we think shouldn't seem to kind of take priority over what scripture teaches. And, you know, you guys have seen this, you know, this really starts with the controversial moral sins that are really being discussed right now in our hot topics um, in the news and, and all over our culture and things that we all care about. Um, but at its extreme, you know, this type of progressive thinking where you're devaluing the authority of scripture, you know, ultimately results maybe not right away, but ultimately it results in even questioning things like the resurrection and and hell. Because man, I mean, if we're talking about just our human minds and feelings, I mean, hell seems pretty horrific. So it's just a slippery slope when truth becomes what I want it to be. And there's not an absolute solid ground to stand on. So, but I do want to take a second and, and kind of step back and look. So if you're somebody who maybe is sitting here listening and thinking, well, I right now I'm not really struggling with devaluing the authority of scripture. Um, I hold firm to the authority of scripture, but I do sometimes think that 
all of us can rely on feelings in in a maybe a different way, but in a way that is muddying the truth and damaging our witness. Um, so bear with me for a second, because I think this is really important. I, I believe that sometimes what we do as evangelical Christians is treat our personal convictions like absolute truth. And, and when we do this, I believe that we are turning young people, millennials, towards the progressive movement and turning them away from truth. Uh, for example, we put we all have personal convictions, right? And what happens is when we start to even like I keep saying subconsciously speak about these personal convictions that are not black and white in scripture in a way that they are absolute truths, we are creating kind of a legalism similar to the Pharisees that is not at all appealing, um, especially again to these younger generations. You know, I, I've struggled with this too in the past. You know, things that I feel convicted about or passionate about, like my kids needing to go to a Christian school or be homeschooled, or, you know, people who feel convicted about children going to a public school and using it as a place to witness. Things like secular music being bad or wrong or, you know, yoga always being wrong or dangerous. Or let's talk about this, you know, not wearing a mask is always wrong. Wearing a mask is always wrong. You know, what about getting vaccinated, not getting vaccinated? There are so many things right now among the church serious, significant personal convictions that we all have on significant topics. But the key that I want to address right now is that none of these are black and white in scripture in every scenario. And so just my little caveat, um, And my encouragement here is that we have plenty of black and white issues in the Bible to take flack for and deal with in this world. And I just want to encourage us all to not add our personal convictions to this list, because in a way that is similar to the thing we are critiquing with the progressive Christian mindset of elevating our feelings and what we want over truth. Um, one of my favorite things to say that, that right now is this fact, that there is not absolute truth in every conviction, but everything in the Bible is absolute truth. Anyway, so off my soapbox, but but I just think that's a really important point for all of us to really internalize. Uh, okay, but going back to the education of the progressive Christian movement, so that first characteristic is the devaluing of the authority of Scripture. The second is actually, I'm going to just read a quote again from that podcast from Elisa Childers that I uh, referenced, and it says, the gospel message shifts The progressive Christians, um, in the progressive Christian mentality, the gospel message shifts from sin and redemption to social justice. And really what happens is the primary focus of faith or the primary focus of our purpose or our God or or scripture or uh, what we are saying uh, our faith should be centered around changes from what it should be, which is the conviction of sin and the redemption by the blood of Jesus for those of us who believe the gospel message, the primary heart of the faith switches from that to righting wrongs that we see here on this earth or social justice issues in many cases, which we are commanded to do. Obviously, I mean, heck, I have given, oh my goodness, you know, 13, 14, what has it been now? 14 plus years of my life 
you know, fighting for the oppressed and the rescue of enslaved people all around the world. And to be honest, that was once I started begging God to just break my heart for what breaks his, fighting for the oppressed and loving the hurting is the first thing God taught me to do and supernaturally gave me a passion for. I mean, so this is a huge part of what God wants us to do. But to be clear, to make anything the priority of our lives, the ultimate, ultimate priority or the priority of God besides the message of the gospel, which is sin and redemption, it's just not fitting. But again, another caveat. So we're not, I don't want to just be pointing out what's wrong with this progressive movement and not also looking to how we can all internally look into ourselves. Um, And so I just want to camp here for a minute. Um, So yeah, like I said, obviously switching the priority of the church and the gospel to social justice issues is not right. But I do believe that again, some Christians have chosen, even though they wouldn't say it, to, to kind of not want to address the hurting, the oppressed, and the sick in the way and with the same passion that Jesus has called us to. I believe there are some evangelical Christians, like I was 14 years ago, when God just broke my heart because I used to just look through the Bible when I would read scripture with Shannon colored glasses. I had already decided in my head what I believed God wanted me to be passionate about and what I cared about. And when I would read, I would just read to support what I already thought. You can listen to my testimony to hear more. Um, It's in a previous episode. But just like the progressive Christians are removing the authority and power of the word of God and misprioritizing social justice issues, there are some of us that are missing the heart of God in caring for the oppressed, the poor, and the shoved aside in our society. Um, and when I have, per- I mean, I've personally heard many conservative Christians say things like, if he was homeless, he chose to be, or if he is mentally ill, he's just not relying on God. And I feel grateful because I feel like over the years there has been more education on these topics, especially with mental illness, etc. Because truly the sheer naivety of this type of thinking in many cases is, again, I think, making this progressive mindset more attractive to millennials. So this is just a reminder to us all, uh, you know, just that humility. You know, I think just humility will take us a far way. You know, if my kids are homeschooled and healthy mentally, you know, that doesn't make them any better than an inner city kid who's constantly in trouble. And and yeah, so, okay, again, there's my second soapbox. Um, but the key is that the purpose, focus of our faith is our salvation in Jesus. I mean, I think back on Jesus's healings, the, the times that he healed over and over again that we get to read about in the gospels. And I think one of the coolest things is that it's obvious that the physical healing, the physical need that, that was met by Jesus was first done out of love. But, but second, my point is that it was never the most important thing. He would say, your sins are forgiven, get up and walk. Or he would say, your sins are forgiven. And so you know that, so you come to faith or so that you see the power of God, I'll go ahead and heal you too. This, that is why another reason why this progressive mindset is so dangerous. It takes the main, it makes something that's not the main thing, the main thing. The last progressive characteristic that I kind of want to address today is the redefining of historic terms that have been used in the church that are from the scriptures, words like love. 
They changed the word love to mean not just accepting everyone the way they are, but instead validating everyone exactly the way they are, saying it's okay to stay that way. But that is not love. I mean, think of parenting. If I just accepted my kid's desire to be scared and not ever try anything, would that be loving? No, it would be easier. (laughs) It should be a lot easier. There would be much less conflict, but it wouldn't be in his best interest. The way it seems to me is that progressive Christians seek to love in a way that seems most obvious, I guess, to our human minds, which is just accepting everyone just as they are. And again, that sounds good. And oh my goodness, to be clear, God accepts us, right? Isn't this amazing? Isn't it just such an amazing truth that God accepts us just the way we are, that we don't have to fix or change one thing about us to come before the throne of God and fall on our faces for him to love us and wrap his arms around us. But I promise you one thing, when you come to God and surrender your life, he will not leave you that way. So it is a lie when this mindset that you that you're you're perfect just the way you are. No, his power will change you for the good from the inside out. You know, progressives have been redefining the starting point, which is falling prey to the lie that we are inherently good. But the problem is that we all have sinned, like scripture tells us, and fall short of the glory of God. And not telling people this truth is not love. And it's pushing them away from the arms of our loving, amazing, perfect, good Savior who rescues all of us from our sins. They are not teaching that we, the progressive mentality is not teaching that we need a Savior when that is the whole gospel message. Max Licato says in his book, Just Like Jesus, he says, God loves you just as you are, but he refuses to leave you that way. He wants you to be just like Jesus. He wants to do a complete remodel. I just love that. I love that imagery. You know, what happens in a home remodel or a restoration? We've done it a few times. We, our first house that we bought we had lived with my in-laws for months to save up for our down payment. And when we bought it, it was a total fixer upper. We had to completely um, almost gut the whole thing. We ended up adding some square footage, but it was such an incredible project. Then we ended up flipping that house and buying the house we're in now. And when we bought this house, it was so gross There was literally black mold in the cabinets all the way down to the concrete and on the wood studs. So we had to, again, gut everything, right? And isn't that what happens when you're remodeling a home or flipping a house or renovating a bedroom? The furniture is removed, the flooring stripped, the walls and ceilings are scraped. You know, it's, it's, it's not a pleasant process, right? But once you're done and everything's cleaned, once the new drywall is laid, you know, even once the um, like texture on the walls is put up, it's just this beautiful, empty, clean canvas. So progressive Christians would call this process of stripping down, deconstructing. And I, you know what? I'm just going to say right now, I think deconstructing is an awesome idea because Jesus tells us to empty ourselves and wants to deconstruct all of our biases, all of our personal preferences and break us down. But this emptying of ourselves that needs to happen, this deconstructing, it can't stop where the progressive Christian mindset leaves it. Because if we fill it with our own thoughts, it's filled with lies. 
What should happen is on that blank canvas, you fill your mind with biblical truth. And as you read with open eyes the scripture and fall in humility before this powerful God who loves us, depending on him for everything, you will find in him and in only in him your identity and your freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah, and then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you.